They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, bringing you another edition of Unsanctioned, this time with the other half of the big day, Michael J. Day. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Good to be Finally, here. Finally. It's been, it's been, this is another one. I've said this in like the last five. It's been a long time coming. Right, right. We should have done this already. Yep. Um, let's see. We've known each other now for, I guess... About a year and a couple months. I think we met at Raw, the Raw that Roman won the title at, December of 2016, 15. Correct. So, yeah, we got to know each other strictly through wrestling. Yep. It's not like I knew you for years and we realized we both like wrestling. That's how we met. Yep. and almost every time we've hung out has been through wrestling. Strictly wrestling, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although, I consider you one of my good wrestling friends now. It's, it's not a true wrestling get-together when you're not there. So, Correct. First thing I will ask you, which I ask everyone when they come on here, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be here if you didn't love professional wrestling. What is it that made you fall in love with professional wrestling? Um, I have to give it to my pops on that one. Um, you know, he was into wrestling before I was born. As soon as I was born, it was kind of like he just wanted me to be bred into it, I guess, kind of thing. <laughs> Um, he was huge into ECW because it was such a local thing. Um, he would be at all the shows, no matter where they were. Uh, farmers markets all around the area, <laughs> down at the arena, doesn't matter where they were at. Um, and it was it was good because it, it was such a like a um, a territory type thing. So for ECW it was kind of different. Yeah, you know? it, it was its own entity, if you will. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got to base that a lot off my pop. Um, the first show I think I was at. Uh, was at the Downingtown Farmer's Market. I want to say that was in like 96 or 97. Um, How old were you at this time? Six, maybe. So you're six going to an ECW show. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. You mentioned Um, that during Dan's Unsanctioned. Yeah. And I was like, I did not expect that at all. No, no, no. It was was a, a, a good fatherly teaching point on that one <laughs> you shouldn't think your kids here but you know whatever <laughs> I had a blast uh, memorable um, I can still remember uh, uh, Stephen Richards just like pointing at me in the stands and calling me a, I don't know if we can curse on here you but can calling me a fucking homo <laughs> really old kid yep he called you that as a little kid yeah now he wasn't directing it at me but okay. he, he pointed he said at it me in the vicinity of you and he was you know cutting a promo uh, right before the main event um, he was just going off. Uh, it was, um, I forget. Uh, the main event was Sandman versus Raven, and the BWO was in Raven's corner. Oh, wow. So it was Meanie and Stevie out there, and Stevie started off the match just saying how, calling everybody in the in the stands gay. They all came out <laughs> to see him. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, stupid BWO. Very stuff. different time in yeah. pro wrestling Correct. than it is today. Correct. You yeah, could never get away with that now. Nope, nope. <laughs> Love the BWO. Just ripped, ripped off NWO as far as they could. No matter what the attire was, just throw some blue in and, and you got their uh, stuff. But, yeah, I, I loved it. Um you know, I, like I told you before, like after this, after the match, we're getting ready to leave, drinking a couple last beers in the parking lot, <laughs> and you see RVD over in the corner smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that, uh, I, you know, I've I've loved RVD ever since I met him that day, and um, just the just the uh, 
now he was a stoner, I guess. And, yeah. You know, you know what it, it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, he was still a great talent, great athlete. Doesn't matter if you do drugs, I guess. Even though Rhino's a big fan of <laughs> you know, straight edge. Um, CM Punk as well. CM Punk, correct, correct. Um, but no, I mean, great guy, you know. Um, let my dad hit the joint, you know, good time. <laughs> um, but yeah, memories like that really stick with me, you know, being a kid down there, you know. So did you see ECW before you saw anything in WWF slash WWE? Uh, no, because I, I, cause I saw the stuff on TV for WWF mm-hmm. and WCW, so uh, that... The, ECW was on TV, but it was like different. Like yeah. you know, it was harder to watch and whatnot. Um, I feel like it was on super late at night. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the earlier time, it was on at like six, but that was when I was young, younger. When yeah. I wasn't even watching TV then. So, um, <laughs> yeah, when I started to w- really watch wrestling on TV, that was WWF and WCW. So, yeah. but it was ECW that really hooked you in. Correct. And do you think it was the the live element that you were actually there seeing it, obviously up pretty close and personal? Yeah. Or do you yeah. think it was that the product that that product was so different? Uh, really both. The the fact that it was live right in front of me, right in my backyard. You know, it's like a half an hour to get down to mm-hmm. this arena where all this cool stuff is happening as a kid. Um, and and also the fact that it was different, hardcore wrestling. I mean, it was different than from what you were seeing on TV. Like you know. Um, and I like that extreme factor. Now, you go to an ECW live show, changes your whole world, apparently. Right. Did you look at WWF and WCW the same anymore, or did that change the way yeah, you saw the other things? It just happened to be at the time that, in my mind, and in a couple other people's minds, that I felt uh, WWF and WCW had a like a kind of going down product. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, if anything, them stealing. ECW's ideas is what kept them afloat and what had them prevail out of the whole war, you know, and everything. So um, I actually think ECW was better than all them. So you look at ECW like they revolutionized. Like Vince gets all the credit. The Attitude Era gets all the credit. Correct. But in your eyes, you give the credit to ECW and Paul Heyman for changing the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you see any way that that happens again, where somebody changes wrestling outside of Vince and WWE. Um, I don't. I, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I don't see. Uh, nah, the, just the things they were doing is so original and you know, you know, out of the box. Unless there's some kind of technology that's burning <laughs> wrestling, you know, some some foreign thing that can change it. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything like that happening. Uh, like factions might come along and might be able to change the game a little bit, but you'll never be able to change the whole entire show ever again like they did like that. Yeah, yeah. my and give me your thoughts on this because one of the things I think about wrestling now is WWE has gotten so big and has like wrestling is WWE. Like people right. don't look at wrestling as a whole genre; they look at wrestling as WWE, and then there's other people who do. What WWE does. Right. And everybody just does a smaller scale version of what WWE does. I think what somebody has to do is do their own formula. Like, Lucha Underground is trying to do something very different. Mm -hmm. I literally just watched the first episode last night. That's all I've seen. Um, So I can't give too much of an opinion on what I think of it as an overall product. I don't know if you've watched it at all or how much. Yeah, I I was following Um, it for a little bit there. Uh, They do have a lot shorter programming. um, But... I, I like it because they, they bring a lot of fresh talent in. 
Um, got guys jumping all over the arena and everything. <laughs> so almost to an ECW kind of extreme level. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying there. Now, have you have you seen any higher level of violence in there than what you get in WWE, or is it just more the more high flying style? More, yeah, high flying. Yeah. Because I wonder if somebody will ever kind of take the reins off a little bit and like let loose a little more. Because WWE right. will never do that. No. Unfortunately, like we'll never see them take a risk right, ever again, right? Right, unless they have to. Which, mm-hmm. again, I don't know what, what they don't need to because, no. like, they're not hungry to get the ratings, you know, mm-hmm. or make the money. Like, because they are the headline, they are the show, you know. There, there is no competing. There's yeah, no need to be, you know, thinking of new ideas and, you know, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I feel like WWE has just their their foot in the door. Where there is not really that ability to uh, form a new program, you know, to take over like they did. So. Yeah, I th- my hope was for a while that NXT would do that, mm-hmm. um, but now NXT has just become like it's full of all the indie guys that we know right. from other right. promotions. Yep. Um, I hoped that maybe with Billy Corgan and TNA, maybe him being a creative guy would think of something different. That clearly didn't happen nope. with uh, with Impact. Um, so I don't think we'll ever see it now. So we know what made you fall in love with wrestling. Mm-hmm. We're obviously now 20 years after the fact, and you're still watching it. In fact, I think Dan credits you with him getting back into wrestling. Mm. Um, yeah. One, how did you get him back into wrestling? But also, what is it that kept you watching wrestling all these years? It's one thing to fall in love with it. It's right. another thing to stay all that time because I, I left it for seven years. Right. Um, how did I get him back into it? Uh, I, I really don't know. I think it was House of Hardcore. Uh, I've, I was watching wrestling, um, and I actually just had linked up with Dan. Um, we were actually, like, not really, like, close, like, mm-hmm. best friends. Like, we've always been close friends, but, like, we, you know, we were doing our own thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's only been within the last couple years. But, you know, I was just, we are just chilling, trying to find things to do. And I, luck of the draw, I hop on to find these tickets for this uh, House of Hardcore that I heard about. And the <laughs> show's like the upcoming Friday. I'm like, you want to go to this? You're like, yeah, sure, I guess. He loved the fucking thing. And, you know, it was like, uh, let me follow WWE, see what's going on. He liked it then. Uh, I think he even uh, liked Roman Reigns. who we went mm-hmm. down the Royal Rumble and everything. That was his favorite guy he caught on to. Um, and, yeah, I mean... Ever since then, he's been a big fan again. So you were at a House of Hardcore show even before the Rumble came to town? I believe so, yeah. So, because uh, I don't even remember. I wasn't following enough to know what House of Hardcore was. Um, had you seen any House of Hardcore before? Like, had you seen any I, show? I had or... known about it, but I hadn't been to any. I know Dreamer was doing his own thing, trying to you know remake his own uh, show or whatever, but I hadn't been to any. But I just knew they were bringing in you know, the old guys. Old guys from ECW doing their thing and just trying to get like, uh, and it seems like House of Hardcore has been like an, an opening to like younger talent to break into the the bigger game. Yeah. Um, so uh, I got you know Tommy Dreamer is doing a great job with that. Were you at the first one that was ever in Philadelphia or no? No, 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 no. That was a, that was a while ago. That was bef- that was, uh, the first one was before I even knew about House Hardcore. I want to say there was ten House Hardcore before I even like knew about it. So you were there that far into it mm. then. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, I was looking at it like you were at like one of the first handful oh, no, of no, shows no. they ever no, did. No, no, they've been doing this for a while. He's been doing these for like maybe eight years now, I want to say, maybe longer. Okay, I so, didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, yeah. Um, what house are, are we going to? I don't know if it's been eight years. I know the Not one... eight years, but... <clears throat> 
because he does like what two or three a year. I, I think well now now he's obviously filtering more. It seems like so every couple months. Now. I get I guess we're going off Warren altogether. I'll say what what's the, this is gonna be my fourth because I went to three in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. So the one next month. And you, I believe, were at one, maybe two before I went. Mm-hmm. Just one? Maybe three before you, were, you? You went to three before me. I think so. Uh, then that would be, say, that, that's the difference maker. I think right now they're in their mid-20s. Tw- late mid yeah, I would say like 25 or 26, right? Yeah, I'd say yeah. something like So that. they're catching up to WrestleMania is what you're saying. Yeah, but like, I, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, they do like two or three now a year. So, you know, I stretch um, it out over a so what was the highlight for you at that first House of Hardcore show? Because when I went there, I really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I felt like I'll have fun with my friends. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'll get out of it other than that. And mm-hmm. I had a blast at the actual wrestling show. It's the first time I saw Tony Nese. Yeah. Um, Which is I great. think The real. The, yeah, the real Cruiserweight <laughs> champion. I think I saw that guy Alex Reynolds, who I think debuted on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. If not this past week. Yeah. It might have been the week, the week before. before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've seen guys before they've gotten to WWE. That's the guy that uh, had the turn on Nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we saw him yeah. in a triple threat mm-hmm. uh, at one of them. Um, he lost to uh, the Broad Street Brawler. Is that who it was? The Broad Street Brawler. <laughs> yeah, but what was the highlight for you the first time you went to a House of Hardcore show? I want to say it was, uh, I forget who it was. It was Ricochet against somebody. But like just seeing him for the first time was just out of this world. Uh, Prince Puma, as everybody knows him, uh, just <laughs> the man. Uh, like Rey Mysterio put with like uh, like Jeff Hardy in some like crazy high risk man. Uh, <laughs> the things he does is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, he's. I don't know. I don't even know how WWE hasn't tried to pursue him. If they haven't already, they should just throw money at that guy. Yeah, the talent that he has. Um, Did yeah. you know who he was before you saw him at that show? I didn't know. I I didn't know he was Prince Puma. Like I knew of Prince Puma from mm-hmm. Lucha, but I didn't know he was Ricochet. Now with the mask off, I was like, Who, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> That's Prince Puma. I'm like, no way. <laughs> now, but, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, so House of Hardcore. Yeah, for me, it was like that opened my eyes to, oh yeah, wrestling isn't just what's on on Monday and Tuesday night. Right. It's this whole industry yeah. where guys are in every city across this yep. country, yep. all over and the that's world. Why I love it. Is that what kind of oh? Because I know you watch a little more Ring of Honor than I do. You watch a little more Love New Ring Japan. I know you've been up till yeah. five a.m. watching Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Is that what horrible. kind of opened the gate to you to watch these other promotions, or were you already kind of um, had your eye on these? Uh, I would I would say it opened, I I mean I knew about them all, and uh, if I if I liked somebody that was at one of them, I would you know follow them, try to find out what you know what matches they had mm-hmm. going on. But I I wouldn't like I would. I would say it opened my eyes up a lot more to the the indie part of it. Um, uh, like New Japan wrestling is great. Uh, the, the freedom they give their guys mm-hmm. over there. Obviously, the Bullet Club was created under uh, the freedom they have. Ring of Honor is good. Uh, Ring of Honor has, has, in my eyes, has trouble continuing like storylines and stuff. House of Hardcore doesn't have storylines. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like you know every show is their own thing. Um, so they're they're kind of different, but they're in the same way. They're the same with letting indie talent, you know, uh, uh, shine and you know, let WWE see what these guys can do. You know, the only story I could think of that we've seen at House of Hardcore was the broken Matt Hardy, yeah, Tommy right. Dreamer story that yep. led to the steel cage match. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I unfortunately didn't get to go to that one. Mm-hmm. I had a previous engagement. Uh, unfortunately. 
How was that to see that steel cage match with those guys? Um, honestly, did it live up to expectations? Honestly, very disappointing. Really? Yeah, the match was what ten minutes. I want to say <laughs> it took more time putting the cage together. Not that Basham, <laughs> you know, they tried. It was the first ever uh, cage match. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, the dude in front of us was struggling to put the cage together for like a half an hour, and the match lasted ten minutes. I felt like they could have did a lot more. Um, but I mean, you know, other than that, I love Hardy right now. I hope. I hope they go to the WWE. That would be awesome. Um, but it, 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 was an, it was an okay match, uh, you know. Do you think they will go to WWE, and if they do, do you think they will let them continue doing what they're doing with their broken brilliance? Uh, really? Honestly, no. Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> um, would I like to see that? Yes. But then you're then you're talking giving creative control over to the Hardys, and it's like I don't think I don't see them doing that. To me, you know what, I guess WWE probably doesn't care. They're probably like, hey, these guys are hot right now. Yeah. But they feel like they probably don't need that. We could just bring them back because, like, the Hardys are back, and that's yeah. enough. Yeah, that's enough. Would you be disappointed with that, or is that enough No, because I love the Hardys. You know, the the Hardys are on my top tag list. You know, we, we're strapped with the Hardys' belts. So. <laughs> that's I true. Mean, yeah, the Hardys <laughs> are my favorite tag team of all time. Um, so, in my mind, it wouldn't matter how they came back, but I don't see them coming back as broken because it wouldn't work with uh, creative being in control of it, and then I don't see McMahon giving uh, the power of that creation over to them. So I don't either, unfortunately. Um, so next question that I ask everyone. Everyone's got a Mount Rushmore. Who are their favorite four guys of all time? This could be... The guys you think are the four best of all time. It could be your four favorite. It could be the four guys you think are the biggest stars. But it's open to your own personal interpretation. Mm -hmm. So, Michael J. Day, who is your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling? Number one, and it's been said so many times, CM Punk, obviously. (laughs) That's my boy. Um, CM Punk has definitely been, uh, I I don't know, I I don't, I think he beats The Rock on the mic with, like, the way he... It's just the way he can make things seem so serious, you know what I mean? In a world of fake wrestling, you know, I when I watch him, I think it's real every single time I watch him. Um, I, the passion he puts behind it, the dedication he puts he puts into training his body. I mean, it's, you know, I smoke and drink, but I think it's cool <laughs> that he's straight edge, you know yeah. what I mean? Keeps his body, you know, in shape and everything, and I, I don't think anybody can beat him on the mic, really. Like you said, he's the best in the ring, best on the mic, best behind the table. <laughs> the best in the world. Best in the world. <laughs> best in the world is what he does. Were you in on him from the jump? Is he somebody that kind of grew on you over time? I mean, I, I started watching him in OVW. I was a big fan. Um, and, yeah, I followed his career throughout. It was, you know. So he was always a guy for you. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, for me, I wasn't watching. I came to him late. Like, mm-hmm. I think by the time I was really watching every week again, he was already gone. Right. Uh, so a lot of what I've seen of him is stuff I've seen in passing yeah. or stuff I went back to. Um, so you were in on him the whole time. Mm. Do you have a favorite era of punk, or is it just kind of whatever he did yeah, you, whatever, you were in on? Whatever he did, I was in on. But, I mean, obviously that's that stuff at the right before the end there is unmatched. <laughs> you can't beat the stuff <laughs> he was saying on the mic. Now, if he was saying it on his own or uh, if that stuff was scripted, which I can't give creative that much credit (laughs) um uh it was just i unmatched in my eyes that was one of the things that i give him a ton of credit for is 
everything is so like prepackaged and form like it's all a formula. Yeah. He did things where you really honestly didn't know. Is he supposed to be saying Same that right now? now? Yep. Was that what he was supposed to go out there and say? Right. Is he allowed to say that? Is he going to get in trouble for saying that? And I, there's nobody else that does that. No. Nope. Like, and Austin talks about this a lot, where he'll say, like, oh, I would have called an audible on this, or you're not taking enough of a risk. It's like, these guys can't. Can't. You're but not allowed Punk, to. <laughs> Punk did, though. Yeah, yep. Um, he got his mic shut off a lot for yeah. it, too. <laughs> now, I know, obviously, you would like to see him come back. Right. I have two-part question here. Okay. One... Do you think he'll ever come back to WWE? And two, if he did come back to wrestling, how would you like to see him come back? Would you like to see him in another promotion? Or uh, so, will he come back to WWE? And if he does come back, how would you like to see him come back? Mm. Um, I don't know how. Uh, I listened to that Colcabana podcast, and there's a lot of hate in there with the relationship that he has with. Triple H, Hunter, and with Vince. Um, now, honestly, I don't, I don't see the things that they were saying to each other ever mending and him coming back to WWE. <laughs> now, if for some reason Vince actually does die, like he said, yeah. you know, and he he comes back, then you know, more power to him. But I, I definitely do not see it happening, unfortunately. Now, I mean, I guess if if WWE wants him enough and the money's there. Then I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure they'll be willing to work it out. But mm-hmm. there was just a lot of hate in in what in the, what he was saying. Yeah, you know, um, that's how I feel too. Just yeah. for the record, like I, I don't get the sense that he's a guy who will be back. Correct. Like he walked out there giving them the finger, and is probably not going to come back. Right, and he's happier. I mean, why would you want to go back to unless unless they uh, confined to the uh, stuff that he wanted? Mm-hmm. You know, a private jet and time off and all this other stuff. Um, but I don't see them giving into his demands. Yeah. And um, but also I don't see him lessening himself because New Japan Wrestling and Ring of Honor and Impact or not Impact TNA they're all um, you know lesser shows. So I don't see him taking a step down to to do that just to wrestle. Okay. So I I know I've heard a lot of people say that like oh they could see him going to New Japan and what no. a huge deal it would be. No. You don't see him going to a lesser promotion either. Correct. So it's WWE or nothing and, and I you don't say see nothing. nothing. Yeah. What about even the Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame. Wow. Uh, how is that voted? I don't even know how that's voted. I think they just pick. Like they I think pick. it's probably Vince some some combination of Vince, Hunter, and Stephanie. I, I really don't know. Yeah, all the people that hated them. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, I'd love to see him in there, and I think he deserves to be in there. But do I see him in there? Honestly, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. It'll be a while before yeah. it happens. The, like the the pettiness too, like uh, breaking AJ's record. Mm-hmm. For the women's title, just despite them too, yeah. like you know, the stuff like that. You know, I don't, I don't ever see their relationship mending. I don't either. I, I do think, like you said, that you you hear a lot of hate when he talks about them, mm-hmm. and I don't see where we've all had jobs we've hated. Yeah, we've all had bosses we've hated. When you get out, like, why would you ever go back? Go to back. It? Yeah, it's like hitting the lottery. You know, you've been working this job for you know years, working sixty hours, busting your ass. You finally hit the lottery. What's the first thing you're doing Monday morning? You're going in and telling your boss, "Fuck you." Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> or you might go in and buy the place. You know. <laughs> oh, I would love it if you hit the lottery and bought WWE. Oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree with you there. It, it would be tough to see him coming back. Now, who's who's two on your list? Two. Um, who am I leaving to? I will go. 
I would definitely go Kurt Angle too. Um, just what he did as a wrestler overall. Um, I just remember there sitting there during the '96 Olympics with my pop, and uh, so you're going like shoot Olympic wrestling is is your start with Kurt Angle. Right, right, <laughs> right. I'm going straight from the beginning. Uh, Angle winning those gold medals, and then showing up. At, well, first off, he showed up at ECW, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Why is this Olympic star on my wrestling program? <laughs> and then, then he shows up in WWF or WWE, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> this guy's doing everything. He's winning gold medals. He's winning championships and all the wrestling shows that I watch. It's like, why is this guy so good? And uh, another part that played into it was we played a lot of uh, backyard wrestling, and everybody like was the rock and stone cold already. So I was angled. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave you a good guy to, to just yeah, emulate at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. What I like about him is the hardest thing to do in pro wrestling, like you could be the best athlete in the world, you could be the best technical wrestler in the world. If you can't catch fans' attention, if you can't make them want to watch you, make them care what you're doing, you're not going to matter. Mm-mm. And you would think a guy like Kurt Angle, that would be the hard part for him, would be like the personality and getting over with the fans. He instantly was just knew how to do it. He just naturally yep. could do it. Yep. He could be serious. He could be funny. He could be like the whiny, like weaselly yep. heel. Yep. Or he could truly be like the Olympic the hero. hero. Yep. He could be all those things. And like that's the part, Like, and I bring this, I kind of feel bad for him because I bring him up a lot when I talk about this, mm-hmm. but Apollo Crews. Oh, yeah. Guy's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal wrestler, but he doesn't have the personality to Yeah, he has to too connect. much. It's, it, I don't know if it's too much or less, too uh, too little personality, just smiling all the time. I don't it's know. hard to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Are you happy <laughs> that much? <laughs> yeah. Just showing off those pearly whites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not enough to yeah. get people to care nah, about nah. it. Um, Kurt Angle's a good one. He's not on everybody's list, but uh, he's a good one to have on there. And I always like when he gets that level of respect, especially because he spent... I think at this point he spent more of his wrestling career outside of WWE now. Yep, yep. I think he was only in WWE for like five or six years. Uh, I think he, if that. I think he joined. Uh, he. Joined, I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, or ninety eight, and then was he, it ninety eight? Yeah, it was that long? Yeah, that long ago? Yeah, and then he left. Um, it was it was after he broke his neck, right? Yeah, I think it might have been like oh four oh five. And then he went straight to, to TNA, TNA from there, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, he's awesome. He won our March Mania bracket last year. Oh, okay. Um, yep. So he's a favorite of the Matt Madness show. Correct. Um, only only, uh, only person to win gold medal in the WWE uh, World Every Champion. Yeah, yep. and and the Matt Madness March Mania bracket. Wow. So he, he hit the triple crown <laughs> that nobody else has the, achieved. The Matt Madness triple crown. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I'd ever see it. I didn't think we'd ever see it either, no, but we, we accomplished it. Yeah. Um, who's number three? Uh, number three... Would have to be Stinger, um, who you got to meet not too long ago. Yep, that was excellent. Uh, and every my uh, my favorite thing about wrestling was um, the Outsiders and then NWO because it was so original. It was a takeover. Um, but the thing I respected the most was the fact that you know Sting, being the dedicated person he was, took them head on. You know, and uh, was like their Achilles heel if you will you know when he um, uh, I just loved the things he was doing in WCW he was so dedicated to them um, up until the very end when he uh, beat Flair mm-hmm. um, 
I just I just loved his dedication uh, to them, even though you know it was a failing ship or whatever. Is he someone? So obviously, I feel like he's a guy who had almost like multiple different careers. Mm-hmm. Like he had the surfer. Yep. Image like when I started watching wrestling in the 80s, right. like all the neon, the face paint, uh, the crew cut. Um, then you had the kind of realistic, the crow eras thing. Yep. And then you had whatever happened in TNA, which I, which I didn't see any of. Yeah, I wasn't um, watching that either, but <laughs> <laughs> I hated TNA. <laughs> you weren't into it at all yeah, at yeah. any point. But I, I knew what he was doing over there. He, he was feuding with Angle, I think, um, and he tried to bring uh, that's. Uh, I think he he tried to bring the crow back, but he was doing other stuff with the the red stinger. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I respect Sting for whatever he did in TNA, but I wasn't really following TNA then. So, um, but no, <laughs> just uh, Sting was Sting was great, um, and he, his career was so long, and it's a shame it ended the way it did um, with that injury. But you know, I was really hoping Undertaker Sting would happen. Me too. The two icons of mm-hmm. both. You know, facing off for once, that would have been great. I but I'm, I'm glad he got the face Triple H. That was good. Um, yeah, so that that was going to be my next thing. Like, he was the guy who for so long, like, he was the, the face of WCW. Yep. He resisted going to WWF slash WWE when he had the chance. Um, is he a guy you ever thought you would see in no, WWE? No, no, never. <laughs> so how surprised were you when you found out? I, <laughs> I was floored, <laughs> honestly. How long did it take you to buy the video game when you knew he was going to be in it? Uh, I pre-ordered it. You pre- <laughs> <laughs> so not long? No, no. <laughs> D- DLC was paid for. What, um, what did you think of his two, his two matches? <clears throat> uh, great matches. Um, the one with Triple H was great. Uh, I loved how they uh, brought... Um, um, Degeneration X and NWO out uh, to add a little spice to it. That yeah. was great. <laughs> Extend the match out a little more. Um, and the the match with Seth was good. Uh, obviously, he hurt himself, but you know, still a great match. Did you know, like, right in that match, like, this is bad. This might be the end. Or were you? Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, first off, I never like when they they put the old guy with the young, you know, guy because it's like, you know. They they always be careful and they they practice their moves and everything, but you, somebody's gonna get hurt. <laughs> you yeah. know, fifty year old man in there. You know, there's gonna be something that goes wrong. So but, do you, th- you think we should be seeing a fifty year old man in the main event at WrestleMania no, with Brock Lesnar? No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. You think there's yeah. a chance that happens to him? Not keep, that Brock is young. Keep but. keep burying the talent, <laughs> putting <laughs> old guys out there on the main events. That's a real good move. So you're um, not a fan of the part timer no, in the main event? No, no, I hate that. I hate, um, I hate that Undertaker has another match. Um, I hate that Shane has a match. Like, this is all wasting valuable uh, time on the card for young people that can prove themselves. But, you know, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, what, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. There's nothing we can do yeah. uh, except not watch. Right. <laughs> not have the network. Yeah. Not <laughs> Let's not watch WrestleMania. Which is not going to happen. <laughs> right. Um, what? Oh, who's number four? Uh, number four is uh, Mr. Monday Night. <laughs> the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> I think you might be the first person to put RVD on a Mount Rushmore. Wow, okay. So That's I'm good. happy that you did. Thank you, thank you. And this goes back to, like you said, the first show you ever went to, right? Right, right. Oh, it all comes for a full circle. Go figure. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, f- actually, probably the first wrestler I ever met was Rob Van Dam. 
and uh, just happened that I followed his career uh, the whole way through. So that was great. Now, was he always your top guy in ECW? Yeah. yeah. So who was originally? Uh, originally, it was Sabu. Um, actually, I guess it was Terry Funk. Terry Funk was doing uh, crazy, crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, um, I loved all those guys equally, though. There was no favorite for me in ECW, you know. Um, but uh, Rob Van Dam, you know, got out of that extreme type of, like, setting he was mm-hmm. in and took his talents to WWF and won the title. So, you know, uh, I just think he, he was he was athletic enough to overcome uh, the the restraints of being put in that hardcore label, yeah. if you will. Um, he overcame all that, you know. Do you think they got as much out of him as they could have, or do you think he was another guy that kind of didn't get to the height he could have because yeah, right. he wasn't one of their guys? Correct. Yep. Yep. He was part of that invasion type, like an outsider look, and they never gave him the chance to um, show off his talents, I feel like. But he also wasn't like a. He was. I guess you could arguably put him in the cruiserweight type uh, division, so they didn't look at him like a, a face of the franchise or like a head or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What was your favorite thing about RVD? Was it the in-ring stuff? Was it? I mean, he had a unique I mean, look the, at the, the time. Yeah, the cockiness. I love a cocky person. <laughs> uh, just he knew he was the man. He knew he was the whole effing show. Uh, you know, and he did, he wasn't afraid to let people know that. <laughs> and neither was Bill Alfonso. Uh, <laughs> that fucking whistle, <laughs> that just stuff like that is sticks out to me like a sore thumb. Like it's like, oh man, that guy's awesome. You know, like I just want to be like him. You know, even though he was in the back smoking joints, but <laughs> you know, but it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. Is he a guy you think we'll see back in WWE, or do you think he's moved on for good? I think he's moved on too. Yeah. Would you like to see him back in WWE? Uh. Yeah, I mean that would be cool for another another go around. He was um, what he was at two House of Hardcores ago, um, and he looked good then. You know. Yeah, he did look great. He had the match with Rhino, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the very least, I would like to see him at House of Hardcore again. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if we'll get to see him at a big event again like at WWE, but I would at least love to see him back in ECW Arena yeah. at a House of Hardcore show. You That'd think we're awesome. more likely to see that? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, they'll they'll keep cycling those guys. <laughs> I can't wait till we see the Dudleys again. Actually, we might see them this time. Uh, will they be there? Bubba will. Bubba will. Devon okay. won't. He's. I think he's still in contract with WWE. Oh, okay. Now, do you hold ECW guys in like a special place, or did you? Yeah. To you, did they eventually just become WWE guys, or do you always look at them as different? Um. Actually, I guess. No, Sting wasn't. Uh, three of my four guys were all ECW guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I would have to unfairly say so. I mean, I guess CM Punk didn't start in ECW, but he ended up there. Kurt Angle started there, and Rob Van Dam started there. So, Kurt um, Angle don't count. That was that half a he had a cup of coffee there. What do you mean? He didn't have a match. What? Yeah, if they didn't, if they didn't uh, have that, um, uh, what the, they were doing, some kind of like. Uh, the same thing that... Uh, it was when they crucified Sandman. Crucified, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crucified Sandman. Yeah, same thing Undertaker did with Which he hates them for because of that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. <laughs> but that, that was his gateway into the business. Yeah, if they didn't do that, he would have went to ECW. So, um, so that's the, who you like from all time. Mm-hmm. You know, from the time you started watching to now. Who are your favorites currently? This could be one guy, this could be ten guys. 
who is it in the business right now that that you love that you you'll pay money to see? Um, he should have been in my Rushmore, and I kept him off because he is current, and that's Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he should if he was not wrestling right now, he would have been in my Rushmore. <laughs> but since he's technically current, I left him off for the current uh, topic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he uh, is another guy that uh, just you know did his own thing and you know became you know a top the goat he calls himself you know uh, i just remember that first day he was word for word with rock on the mic when he showed up <laughs> and it was just like wow who the fuck is this guy <laughs> and i just remember seeing that it was such a big thing like the countdown uh the millennial that countdown yeah yeah the whole summer i was like what what is happening and it's chris jericho and i'm like i was just watching this guy in ecw and i was watching this guy at wcw you know it's crazy seeing those guys jump around like that uh, but yeah, Chris Jericho is definitely a guy that I love right now. Just the the, the character he's he's evolved through mm-hmm. the years is just amazing, um, you know. Uh, and what he's doing now, uh, he doesn't even have to he doesn't even have to really wrestle. Like they put the title on him, but <laughs> he could just show up there every night and say a couple words, and he'd get all the pops. Um, but yeah, I love Chris Jericho. Was this uh, last year what put him on your Rushmore, or was he on there even before? Because I think this past year has been his best year in like yeah a decade. Yeah, um, I th- I think this definitely got him on my Rushmore. He's definitely would have been in my top ten regardless. Uh, but yeah. So now when he retires, do you have like an NFL like six years he has to be retired before you pop him on your Rushmore? <laughs> right. yeah. Or will he get inducted into your no, Rushmore no, immediately? He, he could be inducted in my Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else? Current day, um, it's unfair. Uh, my 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 favorite wrestler right now is Finn Balor, but we don't get to see him because yeah. he's hurt. So uh, you know, I'm, as soon as he got there, yep, as soon as he got there, he won the title and got hurt. So um, I was a big fan of him when he was Prince Devitt, and uh, the you know creating the Bullet Club with Carl Anderson that was amazing. I didn't think anybody could. Uh, think of something like the NWO over again mm-hmm. like that um, and you know he's from Ireland my boy mm-hmm. <laughs> him me and McGregor the, <laughs> uh, the boys um, and I, he's just just the unknown entity of what is he going to be when he comes into when he actually gets a chance even though he's older you know he's got he's 35 now so um, I think he can I think he's got another you know six years in him you know he's in the, the top shape of his life mm-hmm. so um, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table when he actually gets a chance. How long do you think before he's Universal Champion again? Again? Um, probably a while. I think do you think he, so? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to have a bunch of other people ahead of him, unfortunately. Uh, I, I hate to say the injury was, a, was a, you know, injuries happen, you know. It's they not take like, that seriously, though. Like, right. they put you in a position and you get hurt. They... They do kind of punish you for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, they didn't, they didn't strap Seth back up, you know, since he's been back, so. We had it for, um, what, eight seconds yeah. before Ambrose cashed in yeah, on him? Yeah, so. <laughs> it's funny, Triple H hates on everyone for that, but he got injured for nine, ten, <laughs> nine, ten eleven months, comes uh, back, wins the Rumble, gets the title. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Derek McCauley was here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, move, moving on. <laughs> who else? Who else do you like? Current um, day, Michael J. Um, current day, uh, the the Bucks, Bucks of Youth. Those are my boys. Um, uh, they're just killing it all over the place. They can show up at any show. Everybody knows them. They're winning your title. 
whatever territory you're in. <laughs> and they're, they're killing the game right now. I've got to shout them out. And I met them. They're cool How are guys. they? They're real down to earth and cool guys. Are they about the biggest marks in the business today? Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like they're just out there as fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're super talented. So yeah, it's like, you they know, are. Yeah. Um, so you'll always show up to oh. a super kick party. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm always at the super kick party. <laughs> I just love it because they're living their dream right now. Because the Hardys, just like the Hardys are my favorite tag team all the time. They're their favorite <laughs> tag team all the time. And now they're rivaling and feuding yeah. with them. So I just think that's cool that they're living out their dream. You know, and finally getting to uh, perform with the people that got them in the business. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really cool in my eyes. Um, before you tell me any more current guys, I'm kind of curious. Because, again, like, one of my things is everybody likes wrestling a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Like, some people are just into the in-ring work. Right. Some people are into the character. Some people are into the mic work. Some people are just into they watch it for storylines and stuff like that. What is it for you? Like, what holds the most weight for you? Like, when you're judging who you like, is it whether they have a good character? Is it whether they're good in the ring? Is it, like, a combination? Um, I think everything that you said takes a factor. And um, I think it depends on the person, really. I, I'll judge it based off of, you know, all those things. Like, Finn Balor's not that good on the mic. That's just because of his accent. Mm -hmm. But he's an amazing in-ring performer. You know, so I don't want to hold the mic thing against him. But on the other hand, like a CM Punk is a perfect, well-rounded person that is good on the mic and good in ring, you know, and everything like that. So, um, uh, I, but I mean, I guess I would lean more on the in ring performance because, like, like, uh, because Finn is my favorite guy right mm -hmm. now. I'm not gonna harp on the mic skills, you know. I'm worried about what you can do in the ring. If you can put on an hour match that had me on my feet the whole mm -hmm. time, I'm. I don't care what you said on the mic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So a good match outweighs a good segment. Yep. For yep. you, or like a good skit, or whatever you want to yep. call it. Yep. Um, do you think? And I, I there's like, something. Like, I, perfect example, not to cut mm -hmm. you off. No, but no, like, fine. Like AJ Styles mm -hmm. puts on a phenomenal match. Not the yeah. Know, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Um, uh, but I don't think he's really good on the mic. I think he's kind of like not shy, but like he doesn't he doesn't really know what to say on his feet. You know what I mean? Like I pick up on little things that he like is tentative about doing and stuff. But you he's can tell awesome. he like stumbles on his words sometimes. Yeah. Or he loses his train of thought. Yeah. Sometimes actually it was a couple weeks ago when AJ Styles chant started, and it totally threw him off track in the middle of his promo. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if everybody noticed it, but it was like you could tell he it kind of screwed him up. Yeah. Uh, something uh, he did on uh, last night. Uh, he was pacing, waiting for Shane to show up, and it, it just didn't look like it didn't look fluent to me. It didn't look like somebody waiting for somebody to show up somewhere. Yeah, it's you, something you could, little like that. You could that. tell he was acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something little like that. It's like, um, you know, stuff like that. I'm more worried about what you're doing in the ring. Can you put on that hour match and keep mm -hmm. me uh, interested and on the edge of my seat for you know the whole match? You know, I'm not worried about what you said before or hand, you know, whatever. <laughs> Do you think Con a guy like Conor McGregor, I know you're a huge fan of Conor. I am as well. Uh, everything the guy does entertains me. Mm -hmm. uh, he's great at what he does. Do you think him being heard talking as much as he is now, Right. everything he says, everybody hears it. He's like the main guy for UFC. He's getting a ton of press when he does press conferences, when he does interviews. Do you think people hearing him talk as much as they are, do you think that will help somebody like Finn kind of get over it? Because I think people are almost like, it's not that he's not good on the mic because of his accent. It's like sometimes people are resistant because they don't understand the accent. Right. Do you think Connor being so prominent 
with his accent help somebody like Finn who has that accent as well. Yeah, I would I would certainly hope so. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I would ever, uh, you know, reach out to McGregor for tips or whatever, uh, but that would, that would be cool on Finn's part since they're, they're countrymen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're also leading to the fact, do you think McGregor could ever come into WWE, you know? And I, th- I think he could, too. I think he definitely could. Uh, I could see he, it. He would definitely be great on the mic, mm-hmm. and he, he definitely could perform in the ring. Uh, I think he would rival uh, the CM Punk in my, uh, in my <laughs> eyes. So are you saying he could he could be rivaling for a spot on your Mount Rushmore if he decided, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm not going back to UFC. Right. <laughs> I'm going to WWE. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think right he's there. got all the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. My only concern with him is I, I think they might be worried that they, they have no way to control him. Like yeah. he's gonna be like, I'm gonna just do whatever I yeah. want whenever yeah. I want to do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I would love to see it. He did you watch that uh, pay per view interview he did with Ariel Hawani? Yeah. Um, where basically he said, you know, are you gonna be at WrestleMania? He said, ah, no, no, I'm no. not. And then he asked him again. He's like, well, nothing's impossible or whatever. Yeah. However he said it, yeah. like basically he said, no, I'm not gonna be there. He's like, well, anything's possible. We could, it might yeah, happen. We might work something out. Yeah, he keeps a lot of questions uh, open ended. That way he can yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he, they were talking about him being on Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> there was a report that he was going to be on Game of Thrones, and then he said, no, I'm not. I never even talked to anybody about, about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would assume if he was going to be at Mania, we would have heard about it by now. Right, correct. Because um, yeah. that'd be a stupid thing not to be promoting. Well, as is, long it, is as his match with Mayweather been even finalized yet? I no, I saw <clears throat> the last I heard was today. We're recording this on Wednesday. Was mm-hmm. that he got his fine and everything, his penalty for the water bottle incident with Nate Diaz yeah. uh, lessened. Yeah. So he's got to pay twenty five thousand dollar fine, and I think do twenty five hours of community service. And I think once that's done, or maybe now that he's agreed to it, I think they're going. They may sign off on him getting a boxing license in Nevada. Mm. And I think that's the first thing. That has to happen is he has to get licensed in the state. I'm putting five hundred dollars up on. Yeah. If that match happens, yep. I think Mayweather's too old. Are you you're that confident? Yeah. My worry is that it's just boxing and Floyd is one of the best ever solely at boxing. Yeah. I would love to see him win. I think there are ways he could. I'm very curious to see that fight, though. Although, that will be the best build to a fight ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, that'll be better than the fight itself, I think. Yeah, the build. Like, I hope, they, I, hope they, I hope they sign it, and then they give them a year to just promote the thing everywhere. And just <laughs> let them great. talk to each yeah. other for a yeah. full they're, year. They're both great at talking <laughs> trash. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it happens. I think he deserves it. If UFC gets in the way of it, that would piss me off. Yeah, everything's going to see it. Everything's going to be must-see. Just a press conference before, the weigh-in. Uh, every single second then before the match yeah, yeah. everything is going to be a must see for that uh, yeah I'm excited to see if that ever transpires hopefully we get him in WWE though yeah yeah eventually cool. yeah yeah. Um, favorite match of all time doesn't uh, have to be just one because that's tough to pick I wrote several <laughs> the favorite, my favorite match of all time is no doubt Money in the Bank with Punk and Cena uh, we don't even have to go there. Yeah, we, we all know. <laughs> uh, but my 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 favorite match of all time is probably the Armageddon 2000 uh, Hell in the um, Hell in the Cell with those six guys. Uh, I I honestly I had I did not see Angle winning that. <laughs> Honest, to be honest with you, um, that match just with all the with all the star power in that 
rivaled the match that was my uh, favorite before that, which was War Games 2000, uh, when it was Sting, uh, Goldberg, um, I forget who else was in that, against Kevin Nash and Jeff Jarrett and Russo. Mm -hmm. And just seeing, that's when Bret Hart made his uh, debut in WCW, I think. Um, and Kevin, uh, Kevin Nash, Kevin, Kevin Nash, <laughs> popping Nash. up everywhere. Yeah, Kevin Nash won the title. Um, that that was my favorite until that Armageddon match. Um, just just the just the star power in it, um, and you know all the rivalries they had just coming to a head all in that one match was great. Um, I have to give you another. This is the first time anyone's ever given a WCW match. Yeah, okay. <laughs> on their list of favorite matches. Wow. So another, you're the first one to have RVD on a Mount Rushmore. Wow. The first one to have a WCW match on their list of favorite matches. Wow. This is a, a highlight reel. <laughs> All <laughs> kinds of firsts reel. happening tonight. Wow. Uh, what else? What else do you have? Match wise. Um, what else do I have? Um, obviously WrestleMania 17, Rock and Stone Cold. <laughs> that doesn't need much. Uh, uh, and another one, uh, Dan mentioned the, the TLC match with um, the second one, the one at mm-hmm. WrestleMania, I think he said. Yeah. Um, my favorite match with them was 99 Royal Rumble, Dudley's Hardy's table match. Uh, Fire. The match, uh, the things they were doing in that match. Uh, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, there was so many tables. People, uh, they were going through tables like twelve. I think Jeff went through a table three times. <laughs> <laughs> Just, How many of them did he do to himself? Two. <laughs> so uh, that 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 match, uh, it's not it's not my favorite, but it definitely it definitely had the best impact on me with wrestling. That you know, Hardy's just happened to be my favorite mm-hmm. wrestling team. I've said that so many times, but that that match really stuck with me. Um, the TLC matches were all I think uh, uh, were all a product of that. I want to say because. There wasn't anything the Dudleys were really doing before that because they had just joined the mm-hmm. year before um, for BCW. So uh, that that match really like opened my eyes to the extremeness in WWF and leading into the TLC kind of stuff that they were doing with Edge and Christian as well. So yeah. That Do you match. miss that now, like that yeah. level of yeah. extreme, yeah. or are you like kind of happy for these guys that are not doing that to themselves? Anymore? No, no, I miss it totally. <laughs> <laughs> you just miss it <laughs> when they, yeah, hundred percent miss it. Like when they teased it, uh, those other those couple times we were mm-hmm. at Raw, uh, like I was, you know, I was marked out. I've never marked out <laughs> since I was a little kid that much. <laughs> the fact that they were messing around with the the idea of putting that table on fire, you know. That brought back so many memories. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty. ECW invented so many matches. They invent. They started the um, the barbed wire rope match. Uh, they invented the flaming table match. You know what I mean? Uh, they invented the Singapore cane match. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I miss all that hardcore shit. I wish that we could get. I know I talked about this earlier, but I, I've been thinking a lot about it lately. Like there needs to be somebody who creates something different that will make WWE have to respond to it. Right. Um, because and people are trying, but nobody can... Yeah, like, I'll, I'll say right now, outside of the Attitude Era, when, like... I, the Attitude Era, if we're saying it was 97 to, like, 02, I was age 18 to 23 at that time. So that was... I was, like, right in the demographic that they were going for, like, mm-hmm. late teens, early 20s. All my friends, everybody was at least paying attention to it. But 
you know, before that, you know, the the new generation when it was, you know, Diesel, Razor Ramon, yeah. HBK, Brett, people weren't really watching it. It was right. like a handful of people. Right. Um, then that era comes and everybody I know is paying attention to it. Then next thing I know, nobody I know is paying, paying attention, attention to it. it. Right. Like this is the most friends I've had who watch wrestling since night, you know, two thousand. Wow. Um, I feel like there's like WWE has lost everybody. Oh, that I mean, that's a great point. I mean, I I don't think anyone has ever said anything so similar to my life. All my <laughs> friends, the Attitude Era was like my highlight. And all my friends in the neighborhood, like I said, we would we had trampoline. We would do backdoor wrestling mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, backdoor wrestling, backyard <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> and <laughs> another topic for another little, podcast. <laughs> little, little page reference. <laughs> Shout out to Paige. Um, no backyard wrestling, um, and you know we had twenty guys out mm-hmm. there. You know, all loved wrestling at the time. And then it was like high school and. You know the college. I didn't mm-hmm. go to college, but college era, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm by myself. I'm the only one that likes this shit, and then I find you guys. So yeah. it's back into <laughs> you know, yeah, a group of people that like this stuff again. Yeah, so it's 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 pretty dope. Yeah, there needs to be somebody that can capture the attention of just like regular people who aren't watching wrestling already. Right. I don't know how they do that. Obviously, if I could figure out how to make that happen, I'd probably be yeah, somewhere yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the only way WWE will ever change anything is if somebody catches something yeah. that gets a whole bunch of attention and just other than like Broken Matt, which I feel like that just got WWE fans' attention. It's not like right. that got guys who don't watch wrestling's yeah. attention. Yeah. Um, and how much was that the Matt Hardy name? Yeah. That brought that. I'm sure that that yeah. did not hurt. That right. he was somebody who was already on the map. Yeah. Um. So did you have any more matches? Any more matches? Uh, I. Did uh, WrestleMania 29 Punk and Undertaker? I think that Punk should have ended the streak. Agreed. Was there any point that you thought he was going to, or did you know going in he's not going to win this thing? uh, Actually, the whole match, I actually thought he was. I I thought I could have swore that was the end of the streak. With that, the the lead up to it, I thought Undertaker was literally done after that, Um, and then. I thought Punk had the win all the way up to the end until he got tombstone. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Brock ended the streak. But I wanted Punk to end the streak. Did anyone else during the streak get to Undertaker the way Punk did? Was there anybody else that got under his skin and got in his head more than Punk? Yeah, Michaels did. You think more so than Punk? More so? Oh, leading up to it? No, Mm -hmm. no. Leading up to it, no. But during the match... uh, him just like throwing the the urn yeah, up and yeah, yeah. pretending like he was gonna drop it and posing like the Heisman yeah. pose with it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, d- all that stuff with the urn and acting. Yeah, and that um, was like right after Paul Bear died, right? Yeah, they. I don't know how Undertaker uh, approved all that. St- <laughs> all that Paul uh, Paul uh, Paul Bear slander, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> Heyman coming out in Paul Bearer's outfit. Yep. Talking like him. Yeah. Uh, that was some disrespectful stuff. But <laughs> it got me watching it, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I honestly thought that Punk was going to end the streak. But, you know. You mentioned before that you think, like, you're disappointed that Undertaker has a match this year. Yeah. Do you think he should have gone out when the streak ended? Do you think that should have been his last match? Um, At WrestleMania 30? Or do you think... No, I... I well, I thought that he should have been done matches. I th- think he should have been finished doing matches before that. But I do 
like the fact that he came back and won. You know, he didn't leave on a losing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Undertaker's definitely, like, on my top, you know, um, top list. But uh, I, I wouldn't want to see him go out on a loss like that. You think he's going to go out on a loss to Roman Reigns? No. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you think he's going to lose to Roman Reigns? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I think he is. I'm you think convinced. he's going to lose? I'm convinced that he is. Yeah, I have no doubt that he's going to lose to Roman. Wow. Okay. I mean, I don't. Obviously, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I won't know until I know. But that, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves Roman. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know. Um. So I know the NW. Almost any picture I see of you on social media anywhere. I'm seeing the click sign up. Degeneration X kind of was like a big influence on my life in mm-hmm. my teenage years. Like right. it, it kind of fueled a lot of my uh, like teenage, late teenage year angst. Right. Um, into my early twenties. Like what? Do, what does NWO mean to you? Does it have like a meaning to you, or is it just something you really like? Uh, I mean, it has uh, just New World Order taking over. You know, <laughs> do, doing doing your thing. You know, whenever you want to. Uh, you know, led by the outsiders, doing their own thing, just showing up. Um, uh, just the the things they were doing was great. Now it got a little crazy. <laughs> it did when there was thirty members. <laughs> when when two thirds of the roster was part of yeah, the NWO. NWO. Uh, then they had to split it up into two NWO factions fighting each other. But yeah, the the beginning NWO stuff was great. Not the uh, the the re uh, uh, re re redone stuff. Um, but yeah, everything everything was original. Um, they were, you know, they were breaking the rules, doing their own thing. You know, I loved it. And people legitimately thought they weren't supposed to be there. Right, right. Like I remember, I wasn't even like a kid. I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I was like, like, what is Razor Ramon doing there? Right. Like, how would he get in the building? Why is he? Yeah. Wasn't why he is just he there? on WWF? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like even I was fooled by it for a little while. There there were even times a couple weeks in when I was like I'm not sure, I can't figure out if this is if real or not. Supposed to be there or not? Yeah, right. yeah, um, yeah. And that was like a cool part of it. I think one of the things a lot of people complain about the NWO is like they took over too much. Like yeah, they were like way too much. These yeah. two guys were basically taking a, taking over the whole rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, made everybody else look weak. Right. But like you said, it it really shook up. The whole wrestling world, where where ECW kind of ushered in a new, like new ideas of what you could do in, in pro wrestling. Right. NWO like captured everybody's imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hogan with the heel turn like that oh, blew people away. Nobody thought that Hogan <laughs> would ever go heel. Um, I thought after Hogan turning heel, I would never see wrestling fans truly shocked again. Right. And obviously, I was proven wrong by the Undertaker losing to Brock Lesnar. Right, <laughs> it was like kind of a similar reaction. Yeah, like people yeah. just stunned, almost, yeah, almost, and disappointed. Yep, yep, yep. But I mean, to your Degeneration uh, X part, like when I was doing this backyard wrestling stuff, half of the people were WWF fans, the other half were WCW fans. So we were always having our own Degeneration uh, <laughs> X versus NWO matches. Um, so yeah. what side did you fall on at this time? I was strictly WCW at the okay. time. Okay. Um, now I don't know if that's a product of the fact that two, everybody was watching WWF, um, but uh, and you were just being different, and I was just being different. <laughs> but no, I you know I I loved what WCW had going on, and they were beating WWF for forty weeks or whatever. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously I wasn't the only oddball in the group, but no, you were definitely not. Yeah, right. Because people were definitely watching Nitro. Mm-hmm. 
I felt like I was in the minority. Like when I'd be with my friends and people would switch to Nitro, I would be like livid. Unless Jericho was on, right? I was pissed, and like the whole time I was just complaining, like turn it back, turn it back, turn it back. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see Goldberg. Right. Like I, I don't want to see any of these. I don't want to see Hogan. I don't want to see uh, Disco Inferno. Like all yeah. these guys that would come out. Yeah. Well, like, I was a big I, Sting fan, so I just wanted to see Sting. Uh, Goldberg. Uh, I never really got the Goldberg thing. I wasn't a big fan of that. I, I, I didn't know why this guy was just like, well. I, I don't know. He was just so different than everybody else. It's like, why does this guy get to come out and do two moves and win every single match? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. I so you were thinking that all the way back then. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. There's no way this guy should be 100-0 doing two, only doing two moves. <laughs> were you uh, ever buying into that, the whole streak? In the beginning I was, but then it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I just keep seeing the same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the over entrance The entrance is the, is the match, basically. Yeah, yeah the entrance. Him walking, him walking out of his locker room kept getting longer and longer mm-hmm. than the ma- actual matches. <laughs> and how did you feel about Gilbert? I loved Gilbert. <laughs> That's like big one of my fan. favorite things ever. Yeah, big fan um, of Gilbert. <laughs> everybody knows my hatred for Goldberg, and when Gilbert started coming out, I could not get enough of it. They could have put the world title on Gilbert. Yeah. They could have had him go 163 and 0 or whatever, and I would have been all about it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. he was the original Universal Champion. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> now, real quick, um, mm-hmm. to do something better than my best friend can do, mm-hmm. or than Derek McCauley could ever do, okay. uh, to make unsanctioned a little better, got to add a fifth question, mm-hmm. being that 6-5, Michael J. Day, is one half of our tag champions. The big day? The big day. Okay. Need your Mount Rushmore, or if it peaks above a Mount Rushmore, your Mount Rushmore of tag teams. Okay. Obviously, I've already said the Hardys, the number one. Hardys, top of the list. Hardys, top of the list. Um... Number two, I was a big fan of the Outlaws. Um, the Outlaws were definitely a uh, big, big favorite of mine. Uh, Road Dog and X uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, um, and obviously uh, Triple H saw something. It's not two thousand. Yeah, sure. <laughs> obviously, obviously Triple H saw something in them because he wanted them to join D- Degeneration X. Um, so yeah, uh, how many times did they win the chip? Five times. Three Outlaws. Yeah. Seven. Seven times. Yep. Seven-time um, tag champs. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they were they were killing the game. Who's um, right down? Uh, the Young Bucks. I've already said them. And uh, my last one was Brothers of Destruction. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had the best entrance. It would be uh, Kane's uh, flames going off, mm-hmm. and it, it would just be Undertaker's music kicking. Yeah. Right <laughs> that was the best entrance to me. And they, I I don't know how many times they won the titles twice. Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. I'll get. Keep talking. I'll, I'll okay. get back to you. <laughs> Actually, while he's I on that, because I feel like anytime the Undertaker's ever been brought up, whether it's every member or the Matt Madness mm-hmm. um, staff, whether it's been unsanctioned, uh, Ron usually gets to false on the American Badass theme. Three. Three, Three. times? Mm-hmm. The American Badass gimmick. Your thoughts? Uh, my favorite. Your favorite? Well, that's my least favorite. Is it? I, I was. A, thought, I was. A, I think I'm the only person on the show that's never that didn't hate it. I didn't so hate Halo. Like I feel like I'm the only one. That oh, I thought you it. did hate. It. Perfect that prep. I was a big that preps here. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of Biscuit though. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as I heard their music hit, perfect thing that preps here because I told you guys I was scared shitless of the Undertaker. Yeah. So like 
when I wake up wake up in the middle of the night, I'll ask my mom to go get me something to drink because I want to go in the go in the dark. That's great. <laughs> and just because I love it. So yeah, mom grabbing your Capri Sun. It is like two in the morning. She would yell at me. She wouldn't get it. So I'd like turn on the lights on in the house. And like when he would come on, I wouldn't. I'll turn the channel and I'll watch it. And then when American Badass came on, I'm like, okay, the lights are now. Oh, I, I can deal I can with this guy. Him. Yeah. 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 American Badass was definitely one of my favorite. Now. Uh, I I now I love all Undertakers, you know the same. Ministry of Darkness, um, Undertaker was good too. Um, the way he just like he was like controlling the he was like the Hulk Hogan of that because uh, I think at one time they had the Brood, they had Viscera, and they had um, somebody else, another group in there, and there was just one big faction, and he was leading that thing, and that's when he kidnapped Stephanie and everything. So. Um, I, I really liked all the faces of Undertaker. Yeah, like the Acolytes, right? They were Acoly- part of that. Oh, Acolytes, that's it. Yep, yep. Ken um, Shamrock, wasn't he mm-hmm. part? Well, that was the, the corporate, corporate ministry. Corporate yeah. ministry, yeah. <laughs> Midian. 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 Midian, yeah. Aaron's <laughs> favorite European ministry. champion. Yep. Shane. Uh, Big Evil, I loved that Undertaker, too. Um, that was kind of like a playoff of uh, the American Badass. Badass. That was just mm-hmm. the heel version, right? Yeah, the heel yeah. version. Yeah. I the mean, heel I, version was... I like, like When anyone hates on American Badass... I by accident immediately think of the heel big uh, evil, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, how do you not like that? It didn't yeah. last long though. It was, it, it was gold yeah. for for what it was. It was gold. Yeah, yeah. Well, when As something's hardcore good, champion, and when he was the undisputed champion, it was gold. When something's good, it doesn't matter how short it was. Mm-hmm. Like if it really like perfect example. I was talking about uh, William Regal's The Man's Man <laughs> last week or the week before. I look back so fondly at that. I would guess at some point, at some point, once a week, I bust out that <laughs> such a man. Love it so much. The the entrance video, the yellow hard hat. Before him, you go to Cuba Libre, that's the <laughs> song you listen yeah, to. Yeah, before I go to Cuba Libre, that's what I that's what I listen to. Um, him chopping down trees in the in the woods. Him shaving in the woods, I loved it. Every him coming down in the uh, the flannel with the sleeves cut off, I loved everything about it. And then I hear him like a year ago. So yeah, like it only lasted like four or five weeks. Like he had a drug problem. He got he had to you know right. be off the roster and off TV for a while. I was like, how? I felt like I was watching that for like a year, and it was four. It was four like weeks. a month. <laughs> so if something's really good, it doesn't matter if it has a short run because it always. Like it always sticks with you if it was really good, yeah. and that, like that's my example of that. And yeah. how long do you think the Big Evil thing was? Well, he was a heel because he won the hardcore. T- well, after Survivor Series, one he turned, so mm-hmm. that was in November, and he he started playing tween around July because that's when Cena came mm-hmm. and he gave Cena respect. So after that, he didn't officially turn face until August when he fought against the Un Americans at SummerSlam. How does the Miz feel about the Undertaker giving Cena respect? <laughs> <laughs> that was, he, that he was just, great. He I think just that, complained about it like, like two that? weeks ago. Did you guys like that little? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, Miz, that Miz was great. Oh, that was gosh, great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I'm glad we got Eric from so, so, Somebody's going to bash me for giving it credit. Somebody's <laughs> going to automatically assume before we even ask me that I hated it. You know what, though? This is unsanctioned. Eric's not in character. <laughs> there are. No, no. The Miz not in character. Time out. This is real life. The Miz fucking sucks. And all you guys are fucking idiots if you like them. The thing I'll say about this is a lot of people believe. That Eric secretly has come around on the Miz and he just refuses to admit it. He has. So if he's willing to admit that some stuff he does is good, 
it, at the very least, it proves that like Alo, he will give credit where credit where he feels credit is due. Listen, I'll put it. I'll put it this way. I've said since that first talking smack, he cut that promo on Daniel Bryan, that he does good heel work on the mic. At the end of the day, late best, tw- late best, time best, out. best heel on the mic. <laughs> Not better than me. End of the day, not better than me. Wow. I mean, we've all seen me shoot. Definitely Listen, arguable. Definitely arguable. At the end of the day, the way. <laughs> not, definitely not, not arguable. Not to steal 6'5's spotlight. Yeah, no, but at the end of the day, that's less than a year ago. I gave him credit. That was good. That felt real. Blah, 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 blah. But late 2010, early 2011, when I started rewatching this product and he's cashing in money in the bank, and at the end of the day, when I'm looking at it, his moveset. Is trash. From six years ago? So time out. All right. From six years ago to one year ago. I still look at it like his moveset's not good. Like he just got good on the mic. Can you say two years ago he's good? Can you you say over over two? Continuing sanctions. Exactly. Continuing sanctions. My best friend, that vital IPA. Listen, he's got one IPA in his hand, half of it, and he's already flagged. (laughs) He's over here, thinks that he has been good for more than a year. Anyone that thinks Miz has been good for over a year, I'm just saying, man. Watch something else. You probably like TNA, too. You probably always thought it was good. But back to 6-5. Because you know what? Michael J. Day. I think I found out that Ayla likes TNA. Good. Oh, he loves <laughs> Michael J. Day is six foot five, and you, and can't, you can't teach, teach that. that. You can't, Back to your regularly you scheduled program. That. But the Miz came up. Miz I had this written down as at least something I wanted to, to ask you about. The Miz is my favorite heel right now. So, what is it about the Miz that makes you him your favorite heel? Uh, uh, the hate he gets. <laughs> he just needs. He doesn't even have to say a word, and he's getting booed as soon as he walks out. He's got the most obnoxious. Uh, entrance music, um, and he just loves himself, and everybody hates him for it. <laughs> I hate his girlfriend too. That's why everybody hates <laughs> me. Everybody hates me because I love myself. Damn. If you look at the Miz, I well, started that you, trend twelve fucking years ago. If you look at the heels on the roster, ninety-nine percent of them are getting cheered. Yeah. Like AJ Styles is supposed to be the the top heel yeah. on SmackDown. Kevin Owens. He's getting cheered. Kevin Owens getting cheered. Jericho when he was still a heel. Yeah. Getting cheered. Like they're all getting cheered. But the Miz legitimately gets booed. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the the funny thing about that though. Cuz a lot of these guys like we'll talk about Kevin Owens. And we all love Kevin Owens. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about how much we love Kevin Owens or right. Jericho. And when we when we're at a wrestling show, we're cheering for these guys, much like everybody who goes to wrestling shows are cheering for these guys. Right. Everybody we've come into contact with into contact with in the last six to eight months, when we ask them about the Miz, like these are hardcore, smart wrestling fans, says that they like the Miz. Same same thing you said. He's a great heel, he's the yeah. best heel in the company. But at these shows, he's still getting booed. Dude, right. It's <laughs> like so I, I don't understand how he's not getting cheered if everybody is admitting, like, yeah, I like him. Yeah. But he's still getting booed, like Almost 100% boos. Right. Even going against Cena, who everybody can't stand. But I can honestly say, when I boo, I'm not necessarily booing, booing because out of I hatred. hatred. I'm booing because you're... Take my boo as a cheer. I yeah, guess, it's, it's like you're throwing the hat on the, out, on, out on the ice like you just got a hat trick. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're supporting him with your boo. Right, right. Much like I did with Eddie Kingston at House of Hardcore. Correct. He wants to be booed. I respected mm-hmm. him so much that I booed him right in his face. Yeah, and he called yeah. me a jerk off. Yeah, yeah. He called me an ugly piece of shit. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did do that. From the yes. top turnbuckle, yes, I believe. correct. correct. I think with, with his sleeve arm and his glove, yeah, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, great heel. Great heel. And that like to me that's one of the things I love about House of Hardcore is you can actually interact with these guys. Like uh, I can, I think it was Dan who talked about when Sammy Callahan got thrown over the yeah, or no, yeah. Ricochet was Ricochet. leaning up against yeah, the thing. Yeah, he's like him to watch out. Yeah, you, you might want to watch out. Yeah. Like you can't that doesn't happen in WWE. I was at a SmackDown where I was literally in the first row on the barricade. Um, I didn't have any interaction with anyone. Right. I think I might have got like a fist bump from Roman. I think that was about it. Like I, I don't remember anyone else really interacting with us. Yeah. On like a one-on-one basis, like they, they might look out at the crowd or whatever. Yeah. But I think the crowd is so big they don't focus on any one person. House of Hardcore. Like you're part of it. Like you're legitimately a part of that show. Yep. And they look at you like you're part of what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, the RVD one, he did the. Oh, yeah. Rob Van Dam came <laughs> yeah. Right on that was cool. Uh, Sandman poured a beer in my mouth. That was great when he, he came. He did. Out. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that front row at House of Hardcore is unmatched. Yeah, I miss that. I let that guy take my seat. <laughs> yeah. Because he walked up and he's like, he he says to me, he's like, I just want to let you know the Sandman is here tonight. I'm like, I'm here with him. Yeah. And he was like, kind of just standing. I was like, here, take my seat. I'll sit in the seat behind. So I missed out on chugging the beer from the Sandman. Yeah, yeah. Although you and Dan got mm-hmm. to do it. Um, so before before we finish up, mm-hmm. I will ask you one: What are you looking forward? One: Are you look? How much are you looking forward to WrestleMania? Other than just that it's WrestleMania. Are you looking at it like ah, I'm not excited about it, or are you excited about it? No, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. There's a lot of matches uh, this year. Uh, uh, I mean, other than like, you know, stuffing the old guys down my throat, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, what are you looking forward to most on the card this year? Um, I I like Bray Wyatt, big fan of him. I think Randy Orton's gonna win. Uh, that's just my opinion. But uh, the Kevin Owens Chris Jericho fight, I think, will be good. Um, I think they'll leave it all out there. I don't know if Chris Jericho's gonna retire after this. Uh, after he drops the belt to him, but do you think this story should have been for the Universal Championship? Or are you happy with it yeah, being for the U.S. title? I definitely title? think it should have been for the Universal, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think they could have justified putting the new Universal on Jericho for this short period of time. So they had to settle with the United States title. That's the one thing, and I, I've been arguing on this show like every week for months. Like mm-hmm. that, that should be for the Universal Championship. Definitely over the Lesnar Goldberg match. Yeah, I guess it's good. It's for the Universal title, but. I think that match could have happened again without the title, um, even though we've seen it already. But just let it last. Well, this was just than revenge for Lesnar. This really yeah. didn't need to be for a title. Correct. Yep. Just make the la- title has to. As long as you let the match go more than five minutes, <laughs> you don't have to put the title. Do you think on. it will go more than five minutes? Because the title's involved, no. <laughs> because they don't have to prove a point. They just have to have Brock Lesnar win it. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't. I, yeah. Definitely think the Universal title should be with the Kevin Owens-Jericho uh, match. That, um, and do you think AJ Styles deserves better than a match with Shane McMahon, or do you think this yes. will be actually good? Yeah, I definitely think that. AJ Styles is my favorite wrestler on SmackDown. Um, I definitely think he should... I think it should be a triple threat match with him, Bray, and Randy Orton. Now, I don't know how they would have figured that out, because um, he didn't really get his rematch. But <laughs> but it would have just been another triple threat match. But um, yeah, I think that's wasting, especially since he's like I don't I don't know what they're thinking on that part because he's old already. You're kind of wasting, you know, 
what he has left in the tank by just throwing him in a match with Shane unless they're trying to preserve him, I guess. Um, I don't know. He even said as much in his promo on SmackDown. He's like, why am I accepting Shane McMahon's challenge? Because I want to be on, on at WrestleMania. It's like you... That's the only he's even that's said. It's the only reason I'm yeah. taking this match is right. well, I want to be on this card. Like yeah. that's really all. Yeah. So, I have some issues with that. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get into this a little bit yeah. on uh, the weekly show, but I I didn't necessarily like the way they're handling it. No. Either. Not at all. So overall, you're looking forward to WrestleMania. You think there are some things to look forward to? There's just a lot that it, you're not looking forward. Yeah, to. it's it's fifty fifty, honestly, it's fifty fifty. Any chance Conor McGregor shows up? On WrestleMania, zero chance. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I would, I'd, I'll mark out the hardest. Maybe in New Orleans for WrestleMania yeah. 34. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll have a match. You never know. You never know. Maybe he'll have a match with the Big Show. <laughs> maybe he'll beat Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. In that time, and then he'll get to have a match with the Big Show. Wow. At WrestleMania 34 yeah, in New that'd Orleans. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I think he'd lose that one. I would love to see. <laughs> you do. I would love to see him show up. I don't think it's going to happen this time, like I said. Well, Ronda showed up as a surprise yeah, yeah. two years ago. Yeah. But it, but again, it's kind of like Raw, not booking stuff in advance. Right. Like, you could book a match a week in advance and give people something to tune in for, mm-hmm. but they book the whole show as it's happening. Right. So you don't really right. know what to come in, to, to come in and watch for. Yeah. So they may they may not be smart enough to to book Conor ahead of time so you have that promotional thing. He may just be there right, right. and then come out yeah. similar to Ronda Rousey did. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to get to before we go. I don't think that there was. Um, so Michael J. Day, half of the big show, half of the big day, not the big show. Big show. It was a it's pleasure. A bigger show. Yeah. It's a bigger show than that. It was a pleasure to have you here. I appreciate. Like you. I said, it's been a long time coming. Yep. Uh, we'll have to get you on here with your tag team championship partner one day. That'd be great, Biggie Dan Johnson. Yep. Um, so again, thank you for being here. I had a great time talking to you. I appreciate you too. No problem. So for Michael J. Day, I am Ron Pashery. And we will see you next. Oh, wait a minute. Before we go, I think there's something that needs to be said. For Michael J. Day, who is six foot five, and you can't teach teach that. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next time. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.